0: Today my guest is Jennifer McFalls. Jennifer is a South Grand Prairie High School alumni and one of its most accomplished athletes. She was a softball player who went on to play for Texas A&M University. She then played for the USA Olympic softball team as an alternate in 1996, then won the gold medal in the 2000 Games in Sydney, Australia. She is now the head softball coach at the University of Kansas. Jennifer talks to me today about how she got into the sport of softball and how it's changed the course of her life. She also talks with me about some of the struggles college athletes are going through during this pandemic and how she's handling keeping a college sports team in the time of COVID-19. This conversation was taped earlier in the quarantine and even though this pandemic has slowed her schedule down for coaching softball. I am so very grateful that it allowed me the opportunity to get some time to talk with her. Jennifer is just one of the nicest, most humble people and I'm so appreciative that she took the time. So without further ado, here's Jennifer McFalls. Hello, Jennifer, how are you? I'm doing great. I'm so glad that you had a second to be on with me today. Um, And so for those of you that don't know who Jennifer is, Uh, Jennifer graduated from South Carolina Prairie High School. You're an SGP alum. What year did you graduate?
1: Ooh, do we have to talk about that? No, no. (laughs) (laughs) 1990.
0: 1990. So I graduated with Ryan um, in 98, Uh, which is your brother. And I didn't realize, um, that's why I never knew you because you were, you had already left by the time that we got, I got to school.
1: That's okay. He made his own impact. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but you had my mom, I think,
0: right? Absolutely.
1: Yes, I did. <laughs> I still laugh to this day because, you know, every time you do security questions on any password now, it's like, you know, you always get that one. Where where were you born? Where Who was your favorite elementary school teacher? And PCOR is every one of my passwords. So... Somewhere I'm just giving it away, I guess, but. <laughs> you just made my mother's day, my
0: mother's year. Like, it was so funny because um, yesterday when you and I were, or day before last, we were talking and I said, you said, your mom told me to call you. And I said,
1: did she even tell you what we're doing? And you're like, not really. But when Miss Decor tells me to do, it, to do it. I was, I was a real follower. I still am. So, you know, when my teachers tell me to do something, I follow the directions. So. <laughs> but you grew up in Grand Prairie your whole life. Absolutely, yes. Born and raised. Still go back there all the time, you know. I mean, my job has taken me a lot of different places. Softball's taken me a lot of different places. Mm -hmm. Uh, Grand Prairie's still home. I'll be and I I get there quite often because I'm very close to my family and they're all still there, so. Changing a lot, huh? It has changed a lot. (laughs) Yes, indeed. Uh, um, But, you know, I, I have a niece and a nephew that are been going to school in Grand Prairie, and um, my niece is 13 and plays softball, so I get to visit a lot of the parks, and uh, Mm -hmm. so yeah, it's kind of, it still keeps me at home quite a bit.
0: Yes, that's very true,
1: Um,
0: and so right after you, and and you played softball in high school, and then you went to college at Texas A&M, played softball there. Um, from that point then and you were a part of because you've been a softball coach for quite some time at various schools um, and right now you're at the University of Kansas right as the head softball coach that is um, correct. and then in the middle of that we the Olympics was mixed in here and there
1: <laughs> but yes you, I couldn't I could never really seem to put an end to my playing career so I just kept on and kept on you know it was kind of a crazy time obviously I was um, unfortunately, you know, just to date myself a bit, South Grand Prairie didn't actually have softball in high school when I was in school. So uh, I really? just played, yeah. So I just played travel ball, club ball. And, you know, I played other sports at South Grand Prairie, but uh, softball was outside of that. And, you know, just really fortunate and blessed to have had, had that opportunity and look to still get um, get a chance to go to Texas A&M. So, yes, when I finished my career there, then um, that was in 94 the first time softball was actually ever going to be in the Olympics was in 1996. And that was going to be in Atlanta. And so, uh, you know, I never would have thought I would have continued to play on past my college career, but, uh, one thing just led to another one door kept opening and tried out and, you know, was on the 96 Olympic team as an alternate. And before I knew it, four years later, I was on the Olympic team in 2000 in Sydney, Australia. So it was just time flew by for me, but yeah, if you had ever asked me before, if I was going to play softball, 30 years old I would have absolutely cringed and said heck no so <laughs>
0: wow I am floored I did not really because when I got there I got there in 94 and I don't remember there being not a softball team I know that for sure whenever I was a junior and senior there was I didn't personally play but I had a lot of friends that did and then I didn't realize that it was so close to when you were there um that they just started having softball in the Olympics at that moment what interesting timing
1: that's just yes, cool. yeah you know several girls said I actually grew up with uh, that we all you know same age but played volleyball basketball ran track or did soccer in high school one was a cheerleader I mean all of us that were very involved in other sports or I I can think of four or five that I grew up six that I grew up with that graduated from South Grand Prairie my time and went off to play college softball so uh, it was just crazy Um, a little state of where today it's one of the fastest growing sports still and to know how popular it is it's it's pretty amazing
0: wow that's crazy that's that's so that's that's incredible that's just what what amazing timing that was but so like how far back did you go have you always been an athlete even when you were a kid
1: yes i i have i was such a little tomboy you know i i was that girl that played with all the boys in the neighborhood was football whatever they would let me play with them I played but uh, I was super competitive my mom two years and to be real honest they weren't a whole lot older than so I just begged to play with them and they usually let me play and made me pretty tough growing up oh you know I, I just I was pretty blessed as an athlete just to have the ability that I had and you know the competitive spirit so that's definitely something i was it's just been in my blood from day one
0: <laughs> being the daughter of a football coach myself i, I feel you i remember spending many nights at um various softball parks around the city with my dad that would always play as an adult and then you know so since we were kids it's just something we always did but um so you being a coach right now um, at the at the college level, what are you doing with your time when you're the coach of a of a team? How are you How are you navigating all
1: this? <laughs> well, you know, um, it, it's really challenging because uh, our season was interrupted right in the middle, right, right in right when things were really we we were a month in, we were a week away from starting conference play. Um, this is my second year at the university of Kansas. And we're in a little bit of a rebuilding phase here. So, um, you know, this being year two for me, I was very excited about the direction we were going. I had a really good group of girls this year. Um, had eight seniors on my team. So uh, we had just played the prior the day two days prior in Arkansas, had driven back here. We're supposed to have hosted a tournament that weekend here in Kansas when things just not only just went to a halt, but came to a dead stop within 48 hours of our season and just makes you realize so many things. I, I at least got to meet with my team on a Saturday morning before I officially had to not be able to see them again. Um, and it was really hard. I, 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 at first, I think we were all in just such, um, that it was ending, you know, trying to really wrap around the fact that we were not going to be come into practice and going to class and getting on a bus or a plane flying somewhere the next few days so um, it took I think it took honestly a few weeks for it to and it it was just empty such an empty feeling wow. for us um, but um, you know now since in the last seven weeks I guess just been doing a lot of um, phone conversations zoom meetings I have Twelve girls. I had 23 on my roster, so still have like 12 or so that are living in town because they all live in apartments and they're trying to finish school. Um, so they were already here. I had four girls from California that three of them chose not to go back home, so that you know because the virus was a little there, and so they decided to stay here. So I've driven by, I've driven by my house, you know, and stuck their heads out. Had lots of conversations and interactions, but really challenging, especially. Um, for my group of seniors, because having eight girls uh, that are graduating um, and not having any sort of closure to their season, no, you know, we always have a senior day. They were, you know, they were, seven of them were grad, are graduating. Day, so they're. You know, it's just a crazy, crazy time for them. And I think it was a, it was really hard emotionally for a lot of them just to know that things were, you know, when you, when you're a division one athlete at a big school, or, small school all the time and sweat and blood and tears you pour into your program and practices and then all of a sudden somebody it's just gone. <laughs> yes. It's just gone.
0: Yes I thought about you um, and one of the reasons why um, you know I kind of told you about some of the questions I wanted to go to today is because I have a, a friend of mine and um, she has a senior son actually I think he graduated with her brother um, but they I mean this kid has worked he's a senior in high school He's worked his entire life. He's played competitive baseball his entire life. Fortunately, like a couple weeks before all this happened, he had already committed to college, but he missed the entire end of his season. And it's like, and yes, he's going to play in college and yes, they'll move on. But it's like when you're somebody that has worked this hard for a goal like that to get to the end and just be like, okay, it's done. It's really hard. How are they handling it?
1: Well, the NCAA for us came out with a ruling that allowed all the athletes to have another year, have another year back. So my seniors, I think they were really pressed with the toughest decision. And that was, well, I, you know, six of them, five of them already had jobs lined up. So they're like, well, do I come back for another year and have to start grad school or choose another major? um, Or do I pursue on with my life and chase after my job. So, um, it was weeks of conversations with me and them just trying to be supportive of what their decision was. Um, and I've had six of them that have decided to go ahead and graduate and move on. And two of them that are actually back and sort of play their senior year, but, uh, and, and every one of them was in a little bit of a different place, but, um, I just, it's a crazy time. And, and, you know, obviously now I'm, I'm in the recruiting process of, dealing with some younger kids. So the only kids have um, committed to us that have signed their National Letter of Intent are seniors in high school right now. So at, they're probably at home being really thankful that they've signed their letters. They they have a commitment to the University of Kansas to come here and play. But uh, then when you start getting into the younger ones that are in their prime time of being recruited, I think that's where it gets a little bit scary for them. So you know, they're the ones, maybe a friend, I'm not sure if he was a senior or a junior, but uh, you know, the probably the juniors on down that this is their prime time to be that, that most challenging piece for them because um, really hard as a coach to recruit somebody off a of video. And my, nice. in, my inbox is unbelievably full right now with emails of just videos and workouts that kids are sending me and you know i'm such a people person i i I need to be there in front of them and see them and so it's it may change a lot of things for us and how we do business i mean still waiting today and expecting a you know um a statement to come out from the ncaa to tell us exactly what our recruiting situations will look like this summer but uh you know, I know right now there's just a lot of hopes for these young ladies and young men that are playing, you know, sports in high school that they're going to have the opportunity to play this summer and and be seen and have a chance to go on and play in college.
0: I was, I was curious, you mentioned that in the call, you were talking about scouting and I didn't even think about
1: that. Um,
0: like, how is that looking for you as a coach to scout, you know? Um, I, I was wondering if you're getting a lot of videos. <laughs>
1: You know, uh, the summertime is our busiest time. I'm usually on the road June, July, and August somewhere every weekend watching softball games, um, as most college coaches are doing. But, uh, you know, right now they, the NCAA calls this a dead period where we're not allowed to do any off-campus recruiting. We're not allowed to have any contacts. We can only have conversations uh, with our kids that are that are eligible to, which is seniors and juniors in high school. So... Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, all the young ones are sending in emails and videos every day and just trying to grab a coach's attention somehow, you know, but we're just sitting here waiting and waiting to hear what we're going to be allowed to do this summer. And right now it's just taking it one day at a time. You just have to remind yourself to be somewhat positive in this process. So how long does the softball season last for, for when it's college? Okay. So we, um, we kick off our season about the first weekend of February. And it usually does not end until the end of the World Series is the first week of June. Okay. So we typically play 50, anywhere between 50, 56 games in our regular season. Mm, so it's just gone. Just yeah. the whole thing was just gone. We were half, we were almost halfway through. Oh, man.
0: Wow, that's just crazy. And so I, you said something that I didn't even realize. So they let the seniors come back just to play, just play softball or to finish, like to do their whole senior year again?
1: Uh, that were spring sports, so not, you know, not basketball, but sports of uh, softball, baseball, rowing, tennis, um, track and field, those athletes were, all spring sport athletes have been given another year, so, in it also extends to my younger kids, my, even my sophomores and freshmen, they all get another year, essentially, to play, so you're, it's almost looked at like a red shirt year, So if you were a a junior, you're going to get to repeat your junior if you choose to do so. Now, girls are very different than guys, you know, like they're on a path, they got a four-year plan, they're going to graduate because, you know, they've been pushed to, you know, there's not a lot of professional opportunities for female athletes to go on and and play at another level. So they've been in the mindset, a lot of my younger ones, that I'm graduating in four years, I'm going to get my degree and, you know, may have. 2022 I'm graduating so you know some of them are not even thinking about taking another year well then there's others that are like I don't know what I'm gonna do with my life I think I'll just (laughs) stay in college and you know keep playing softball forever as long as they'll let me so it's just a it's it's a little different for each one but uh, the men and women you know that are all in spring sports have the chance to to stay and play another year.
0: So is it, I guess it's a little bit different for softball than it would be maybe for like basketball or something where there's maybe a more prevalent professional sport for women to play. How many? It's
1: just different from men and women in general, you know, Um, even like if you compare softball and baseball, because a lot of the guys in college that are playing, you know, at a big school have are, are thinking, you know what, I'm going to play pro ball. So I'm going to get drafted and, you know, they're, their mindset was, oh my gosh, I, I just missed the last half of my season when scouts are looking at me. It's my one chance to get noticed and, and get drafted. So, you know, their their career path may be slightly different than the female athletes.
0: Hmm, that's very interesting. I never would have thought about it. I mean, I did think about that, but just to think of how much of a difference that that would be for men and women that are in college that are doing all this. <laughs> um, wow. So, um like kind of talking a little bit, um because I know that you were you know you, you did participate in the Olympics, and that was completely canceled this year as well, so how disappointing is that to be an Olympic athlete and then have it be like done don 't even get to like that, I just cannot imagine what that would feel
1: <laughs> I, I f- certainly feel for all the you know the athletes that were just what months away from actually competing so and training hours and months and days long for this one particular event I mean you know there's so much so much that goes into competing in the Olympics in every sport you know and so um, I just my heart breaks for them because you know obviously for some of them it's maybe an age thing you know they're thinking oh I'm you know I'm getting close to being at the end of my prime and I don't get for Or whatever the case may be. So, you know, right now, I know they they scheduled everything. They've just essentially postponed the Olympics for one year. So, hopefully, that still um, is an opportunity for many of those those athletes out there that have been training there for you know quite some time. No telling how long to to compete in the Olympics. But uh, it's just such a crazy time. I mean, you know, when things just We were getting ready to start March Madness and here at the University of Kansas, our men's basketball team had a chance to win a national championship. So, you know, I I mean if you're if you're a coach of a program like that and all of a sudden you're like wiped out and told you're not gonna go play March Madness, I mean, gosh, I I just think there's so many emotions that a lot of people have dealt with, whether you're just a fan and you typically sit home Uh at night and you watch sports, you know, or you're an athlete or you're a coach and that's your world that you live in every day and it's your bread and butter it's your, you know your livelihood and and um, now you know you're taking pay cuts or you don't know if your season's gonna happen or if you're even gonna have a job in six months
0: <laughs> right right so like as as a, as a coach for a football uh, for football hello coach for a softball team even for uh, on the college level how like if this were normal times how do you spend your day-to-day like what does your year look like How
1: do you? Uh, Well, I never have this much time. Never in my I don't. I have never in my life had this much time. (laughs) Um, Honestly, I mean, you know, I typically get about two weeks at Christmas. That's a little bit of downtime for me. And otherwise, I never have more than, you know, I get maybe about another week in the summer off, and that's about it. But uh, my my I work sometimes seven days a week, and just because we're not really on a schedule. I'm, my life is not eight to five, and I don't have the weekends off, because the weekends are when I'm usually recruiting and super crazy busy with that. So, um, yeah, trying to figure out how to live my life at home and through a computer right now is is a big change for me. So, um little bit of self-awareness going on <laughs> for sure.
0: I think, I think we, can, we can all say that that's probably true about all of us. Try. Yeah
1: I mean typically um, I'm sorry I didn't really answer your question but typically um, you know my girls come in at the end of August to get ready like a week before school starts. We have a fall season so um, we do play eight games in the fall that don't do not count towards our record but you know, we train very hard in the fall. We have weights Monday, Wednesday, Friday at 6 a.m. We have practice in the afternoons. And then I'm recruiting on the weekends or running a camp or clinic or something. So then I hit a little bit of a dead period in December around the Christmas holidays. And then we come back in January. My girls report back uh, mid-January to start their season. And then we start playing uh, second week of February, sometimes till uh, you know end of May, first of June. And then the next weekend you start recruiting. So you know the summer, easy. I'm not necessarily spend much time in an office, but I'm typically on my phone, on my computer, or sitting at a softball field. You know, recruiting all summer long. So you know, you really just have to build in some me time and self time for yourself that you can. I usually try to get home to. Texas and spend a week or so with my family and try to get to a beach for another week or something, just to have a little downtime somewhere before the madness starts back up and kind of just sort of regenerate, uh, you know, re-energize yourself and decompress and all that at the same time. So yeah, this is a bit of a change for me. I can imagine. So have you caught up on any like shows
0: or anything (laughs) that you haven't normally? (laughs)
1: You know, um, it's kind of funny. I found myself um, during the day, I don't even turn my TV on. I usually, if I have work meetings, a couple during the day. But I'm such an outdoors person. I always have been. So my downtime I've spent, um, I've actually had to have knee surgery. So I was uh, was kind of on for about four weeks. So I was really going stir crazy that first four weeks. I, you know, something I had done because I knew I was going to have the time to do that. So um, I set my computer watching around my house for a month, which was horrible. (laughs) So as soon as I got off the crutches, I am, I mean, I have spent every waking minute I can outside and doing yard work and all that good stuff. So I did manage to get home to Texas for a week and see my family. That was driving me crazy. So I did do that and, you know, just back in Kansas, just working right now it's, you know, it's so
0: funny because, um, I work from home all the time. That's what I do because I'm a real estate agent. And so this has been not super different for me, but the different part has been because real estate agents, they feed us all the time. There's always lunch. There's always some type of training class. There's always some type of networking group or happy hour or all that stuff. So as much as I can sit here and my TV doesn't go on during the day either, you know, it, it this is what I work. This is what I'm doing. And so uh, but to not have that getting out and actually like seeing people's faces and shaking their hand and right. that's what's killing me right now is cause I, you know, as Texans, we, we like to say hello and we like to, you know, smile at people and say hi. And it's, it's so weird being in an environment where that's not the case. And even when you yeah. walk by people at a grocery store, it's just so awkward. You're like, do yeah. you say something? Do you not say something? <laughs>
1: I did, I dealt with that yesterday. Well, you know, Lawrence, Kansas is a pretty small town where we're little, it's very intimate and I love it. It's great city, but uh, my backyard um, backs up to a pretty, so I have lots and lots of walkers and I just realized how many people I work with that live in my neighborhood now. So Mm -hmm. if I want to talk to somebody, I just go sit outside on my back patio because I give it about 30 minutes. Somebody's going to walk by me and we're going to at least be able to chat about something about work or school or you know, our players or something, so, you know, I I feel like I'm getting, being stimulated a little bit with some interface, with some, some neighbors and whatnot, but uh, it is a, and I just realized, I am, I'm such a people person, so having to sit in front of a computer, I'm sorry. My daughter just went, that's pretty much. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, gosh, I, everybody's juggling things differently now, and I, like I said, I just got off a meeting, and from work and people have their dogs or the cats run across the screen or the kids are in their lap. And you know, it's, it, it's, I think one of, uh, one of our mentors said today, you know, it, the world is going to change, but it's not necessarily a bad thing.
0: Right. So. There was a, there was a video that went around a couple of years ago. I think it was, I don't remember. It was like some president of a company or something. He was being interviewed on like the today show. And I guess his, um, Nanny was there helping him with the kids and he was at home interviewing him. Did you see this where, where the no. kids, they sneak in through the back and he's trying to ignore them because he's like literally on a live like today show feed. And the nanny kind of comes in and she creeps and crawls and she like grabs the kid and like comes like she's not there. <laughs> and everybody that worked from home that has ever been home with like children or a cat, just like a cat that goes by right. or anything is going, oh my gosh, thank you, that's exactly what it feels like, and, um, but now that's just, that's the way that it is, you know, yeah. we were on, um, I was on a video conference the other day, and a cat literally just comes by the thing, and we were like, oh, that's a cute cat, she's like, yeah, I mean, she's, she's 16, she doesn't care that we're on a conference
1: call, right? Now. <laughs> yes, the new norm that we're dealing with, I mean, you know, um, I um, it's just, I think you can work many, many different hours of the day. Uh, you can find yourself working at 10 o'clock at night. And sometimes I just think you have to figure out, you have to you know, decide, like I'm done at o'clock. I'm not starting happy hour till five. but right.
0: exactly
1: <laughs> well, you have I'm to happy. put parameters in your life. If not, you wouldn't have any, you know, and, and then just, just scheduling some time, so time like this with friends and having scheduled happy hours on the <laughs> computer or or it, it's we're just gonna a, wait
0: till five today we're not going to start <laughs> our happy hour at eleven thirty
1: in the morning <laughs> yes it's really crazy the things that you you're finding yourself doing and changes that you're you know implicating in your life and you know or putting on a pair of pants that you know have a zipper in them something besides you know just sweatpants and a hoodie so I
0: feel like part of the reason I've kept this podcast going is just to get up and like take a shower and wash my hair and like do it like to feel like a normal human being for just a minute
1: (laughs) yes yes exactly it's I to myself like I think I'm maybe I won't shower till I go to bed tonight like that's never I mean I'm the person I was like shower in the morning go to work go to practice come home shower and you know now I'm like I could go all day without not seeing anybody so who cares (laughs) So
0: (laughs) has Kansas been pretty restrictive about like shelter in place?
1: Very. Yeah. And, and I think my city, you know, has really done a fantastic job with, uh, you know, you rarely go to a store without seeing somebody with their mask on. And, you know, my, I just have a really wonderful neighborhood and neighbors are all out and about and staying there six feet apart, but staying social and, and helpful with one another. And, um, it has, you know, so I'm, I, I feel pretty lucky and blessed to be where I'm at right now.
0: Have they kind of started releasing stuff or not really
1: lately? lately, yeah. Some yeah. soft openings, but, um, you know, no in restaurants, things like that. Just you know, really, you you learn to support your local restaurants and do the Uh things you can to call in when you can and do the curbside stuff. So, you know, I I think I'm fortunate that I was used to doing that. I I lived in Austin, Texas for eight years. So Uh I was so progressive then. And so I'm comfortable with that. But, you know, calling home and telling my mom and dad, call in your groceries, let me show you how to do it. Let me get you the app. Let me, you know, and and You're then out. Well, Yeah. So, you know, it's spending some time teaching my family some of those things. And yeah, you know, they're still they're just so old school. They're like, Oh, I'll just put my mask on and no nope, I won't run into anybody at Home Depot six thirty <laughs> in the morning. So
0: yeah, yeah. that Home Depot has been incredibly busy, like the entire yeah. time that it's been closed. It I
1: saw crazy. the line out the door when I was, there. my mom. I was with my mom and I'm like, hey, let's run over to Home Depot. And she's like, you're not going to believe the line outside. Run and I, <laughs> I could not believe it. I couldn't believe it.
0: Oh, it's crazy. It was crazy. It was, and it's not helping that like, we're right in the middle of se- spring in Texas where it's, It's been so beautiful. I mean, we have had crazy weather, like hail and weird stuff, but then you'll wake up the next day. Like yesterday, the day before, I think we woke up, it was in the 70s. It's beautiful. That's that's what I think is killing a lot of us right now. It's just the time of year. If we were right in the middle of the winter, we wouldn't care so much. We'd be like, eh, you know, it's snowing.
1: We don't need to go outside. (laughs) Well, I do, I have to say, I've thought about that a lot, actually, because, um, being up here in Kansas, the wintertime is pretty grueling, um, especially for somebody from the south. Um, I think, to be real honest, I'm really thankful that we've had such nice weather because I think a lot of people will be really depressed and stuck Absolutely. in their homes where they couldn't get outside and, you know, I, I've had to really reach out to my players a lot, and stay with some of my girls, like, get, you got to find a way to be active, you got to get out of your house, get off your phone, get off your, you know, shut your computers down, shut the social media off, and get outside, I don't care what that looks like, but get outside and do something, so, you know, I I just, you know, I just think the sunshine brings a lot of positivity, and good energy, it It does, that's what that's what makes us like, I mean, especially
0: I literally live 10 minutes away from from at and Stadium from the new Rangers ballpark. Um, if this were right now in regular time, it would be packed solid like all these patios would be completely full six flags is right down the street. And I think that that's helping. I do think it's helping people get a little bit The the need to keep wanting to go back a little bit to being around other people, Um, because that sunshine has really helped a lot. Um, And and just you know, these kids are not used to being inside for seven weeks at a time. They don't know how to deal with that. So my daughter the other day, she goes, "Can we just go have a picnic?" And I was like, "Of course we can." So we just went outside. She's like, "I just want to see the sky," and I was like, "That's exactly right. You just want to go out, see the sky, see the sun and." um, you know, it kind of gets a little bit, it brings a little bit more perspective to those states that don't have good weather like this very often and how hard right. it is, you know, yes. mentally. But, um, I wanted to ask you a question and I asked these, I asked this to the people that, um, are elected officials in a city that's kind of become the people that other people, that, that are pe- that other people recognize. So when you, you know, started kind of getting some notoriety, and then people started knowing who you are. How did that change how people
1: started talking to you? (laughs) Uh, Yeah. Was that weird? (laughs) It was, yeah. It was kind of weird for a while, Um, you know, sort of crazy right after the Olympics. It's like, I felt like I had like five minutes of fame, but, um, you know, it was a It was challenging for a while, and and sometimes it's a little bit awkward for me, but, you know, I'm, I guess, kind of gotten a little bit used to it, but, um, you know, I'm just, I'm just proud of my accomplishments, and um, probably the hardest part is, like, being with my, I start talking about my success around, in front of me, I'm like, shut up, be quiet, don't talk (laughs) about it, or, or you know, my mom's like, "Oh, they're so and so. Let's run over and say hi." I'm like, "No, let's not." You know, I mean, it's, I just have to. I had to work on them for a while to like chill out a little bit. Uh, um, yeah, you know, I'm 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 a pretty humble person, and I you know, it, it's hard for me to drive through Grand Prairie and see my name on on sign up sheets on you know the end of the corners and knowing that I have a park named after me when I'm dead and you know, so it's it's kind of kind of crazy but I'm just really city of Grand Prairie and you know my teachers and coaches all the people that I have had in my life were so impactful um, in my success and so you know just such you know they'll never know how much they inspired me to do what I did and to, you know I'm proud of being from the city of Grand Prairie and I'm so thankful that they really had the courage to put my name up on a board and and a sign and (laughs) recognize a park that I grew up playing in and you know just means the world to me so I, I am so fortunate and blessed and thankful and I don't mind sharing my success with anybody and all of the the great things that I've had happen to me but to be real honest I'm just I'm still a little country girl that likes to go home and hang out with her family and get on the tractor and mow and be outside you know the only hard part was like gosh my mom would be like hey let's run to target i'm like i'm not going like this i'm <laughs> gonna run into somebody you know so you know that that becomes a little bit of a challenge when you kind of start thinking about how many people you're going to run into at the grocery store or, or go to target or whatever but you know i'm, I'm seriously thankful and, and honored for the success i've had in my life
0: i feel like that's probably a hometown thing like when you're home and you haven't been home and they're like, let's go to the, let's go to Target. You're like, no, these people have not seen me in like a year. (laughs) Yeah. Can I fix my hair and like look decent? Oh yeah. I I used to feel like that every time I would come back to Grand Prairie when I didn't live here. And I, you know, I just felt like I was always trying to just show up looking somewhat decent, you know I mean? And, uh, My mom was always, you know, since my mom had been a teacher for so long and my dad was a principal for so long, a lot of people knew me, but I didn't know a lot of people because they said, oh, I had your mom, or, you know, oh, my kids have your mom, or, um, so I just have to expect that when you're there in your hometown and you've grown up there your whole life, you're gonna run into people sometimes. (laughs) It's just part of the deal. But when you have done some things and had some accomplishments, it becomes a little bit different, I would imagine. it is
1: it's still it's kind of crazy now because like I said I have a my brother has a a little girl that's 13 and she's quite the softball quite the athlete and softball player so um my nephew's sports as well but you know she's she's kind of following my path she doesn't go I feel bad for sometimes because you know every time she goes somewhere somebody's like oh you're mcfalls you're Mm -hmm. you know and She's kind of like, yes, that's my aunt. You know, I'm sure she gets, gets over it. Like, she's so over it sometimes. So, you know, when I go watch her play softball, I just assume sit out in the outfield where she's not worried about me. I, nobody is worried about the fact that I'm there watching my niece. I could care less what their daughter does on the field. Like, I just want to be a fan. All I want to do is watch my niece play And be supportive of her and not give coaching tips and not feel like somebody's there and they're thinking that there's this is the one chance for their daughter to be seen by a college coach or whatever I just, I just want to be a fan and support my niece and nephew and enjoy it and I could care less if they catch the ball or not you know I so it, it's just uh oh, and I have, way to go! <laughs> yeah right I mean you know today everybody everybody gets a trophy today and every it's just it's just a different world in terms of what how they grow up and right how competitive they are or not competitive that they are so you know I never try to compare anything that they do to what I've done and just try to and I probably sometimes are way looser than not I probably should step in at times and you know don't get me wrong when we get in the car we have our own conversations about what she should have done or shouldn't have done but you know at the same time you know I just try to be a fan
0: yeah well do you ever feel like you have a hard time saying no I'm I'm sure you feel obligated sometimes to say yes to things that people ask you to do but
1: sometimes you know I mean sometimes I just can't help it. I'm just so, I'm, honestly, I'm so busy. I am, like I said, this is a total change of <laughs> in my life. So to be able to have the time to do a call like this, or, mm-hmm. you know, have another hour in my day, and it, it's, it's enjoyable. It's, it's great to be able to do that. But, you know, it is hard. I mean, for a long time, you know, people were like, oh, can you come back here and do a camp? Can you do this mm-hmm. for my team? Can you come to practice? Can you, And I did it. I had to finally just say, I can't do that. You know, I couldn't be everywhere in one place. And so, um, you know, being a college coach, um, unfortunately, there's so many rules and that kind of put some boundaries up for me anyway. But, uh, you know, it's challenging at times to just try to find a little bit of downtime and say no.
0: It's so funny because I've heard people say that, whether they're moms or they're working or their parents or they're, you know, really involved in their church or whatever it is. I've heard a lot of people say, this has given me permission to learn how to say no and to put up boundaries and realize just how much I was overextending myself beyond what was comfortable for me. And I think that's really interesting that that's coming from this.
1: You know, I think that that's going to be one of the maybe hopefully one of the more positive things that will come out of all of this for families and, and people that are workaholics, (laughs) you know, that spend so much time working. And I, you know, even though my family is so important to me, I don't get near enough time with them normally. So, um, you know, it's just maybe this will put a lot of things in in more of a positive perspective, how much you just need to slow down a little bit and Mm -hmm. breathe and, enjoy life. You know, life is just so short. Sometimes there's people go, 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 and they wake up and it's just passed them by. I mean, you know, because they're always trying to get somewhere else instead of just stop and sort of smell the roses a little bit. So, yes, you know, I, I was I'm certainly guilty of it. I, I, I mean, I'm certainly guilty of it for sure. But, you know, I, it's just a career path I chose and I, it's crazy, but I, I really... I'm enjoying a lot more of it than I probably should. Yeah,
0: <laughs> I think we can all like, I, cause I, this isn't, you know, I, I do real estate. I do podcasting. I have another business outside of that. Like I have all this stuff and, and this has made me stop and reassess a little bit of like, why do I feel like I'm always needing to do the next thing all the time? And, um, I was watching the Jerry Seinfeld. I was watching his, um, recent stand-up, and he talks about going out. When you go out places, you wanna go back home. When you go home, you wanna go out. When you go in this place, you wanna go to the next place. And it's just, he's like, you're never happy where you are. You're always moving to the next place. And it's so true. Um, And I, you know, on one hand, I think that we can always be kind of thankful. I don't wanna say thankful for this, but thankful for what this is kind of shining a light on in our own personal lives. What's, what we can, you know, be doing a little bit differently um, plus everybody's learning how to use technology a little bit more, which is not a terrible thing. You For know, sure.
1: this is good. You know, if you don't get to see your parents, this is a great way to do something like that. It, it really is. I mean, um, you know, I've had uh, several zoom meetings. One of them the other day was talking about the generation Z kids and well, how you mentioned that. what is that? Yeah, tell me about that. You know, just talking, you know, basically trying to educate us on the types of kids we're coaching today and, you know, the things that are so different and how we can relate to them being obviously a lot older and what's important to them and all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it's just obviously technology is such a bigger part of their world than it is for, you know, many adults. So this may not have been quite the crisis for some of the younger ones that are just used to staying at home, staying in their rooms, you know, seems like kids um, are a little bit more used to being isolated and just doing their own, being more independent. Some of us that are, were never like that or just, you know, we didn't grow up with all that technology. So sitting at home and playing video games on our phone is definitely not something we want to do or choose to do or know how to do for that matter. So, you know, we're the ones that are, need to get outside and be more stimulated with yard work or seeing people than some of our younger kids do. So. Um, oh, yeah,
0: absolutely. That's a, real, that's a good point. Yeah, I actually interviewed some of the seniors for the podcast. And one of them said, I said, how are you spending your time? He said, Dungeon, now he was a Boy Scout. So he was missing out on the end of his senior year doing camping and actually going and doing stuff. But He goes, you know, he goes, I've been in a Dungeons and Dragons online game since I was a kid. And that's what all of our friends are on it. And so he goes, we've just been doing that normally. So it's like, he hasn't missed out on any of his friend interactions with yeah. his friends.
1: That's um, their
0: social interaction right exactly. there. Exactly. Um, but no, that's true. It's, you know, um, a little technology doesn't hurt anybody, but you're right. They're, they're not, they, it's, it's different for them. Plus, they've been doing online school. It's not yeah. like that's different, you know? Right. So, right.
1: Well, I know that, you know, for some of my athletes, uh, my players that online classes have just started picking up over the last couple of years. So several of them have had one or two here and there, but it's still, you know, some of them are really, really struggling, not going in the classroom, having face-to-face with a professor, um, having that connection if they, you know, they're just more visual learners. So having to stay at home and do all their online stuff or not being on a schedule has been a challenge for them, um, you know, just because a lot of times their professors will post something on a Sunday and give them a due date, and so it's like they don't really, they don't have a lot of structure in their life, so, you know, fortunately, we're, we're a school that still is providing their tutoring and all that online, but it's all Zoom calls, and, you know, and it's, it's great for a few of them, and it's really, really challenging for others, and obviously, your mom being a teacher, she'd probably find that very interesting. She'd probably 100% but she that, sends us, kids learn differently.
0: like, therefore, at the beginning, she sent us literally at least seven texts or emails a day about all the different ways that the kids can engage. And she's like, they're doing this free reading. They're doing that for reading. This is a tour of the museum, like, all that stuff. Because she was just, she, to her, it just opened up a world of things that kids weren't able to do before. But um, I was actually surprised at, like, because I guess I took for granted how much online classes, um, college Offered, but that's not really the norm. Like I was talking to somebody from DBU, talking to somebody from, uh, from um, TCU, and now you're saying it. That's really not something the kids are doing a lot of or haven't. It's certainly,
1: been yeah, that. certainly not for student athletes or you know kids that are involved in more campus stuff because they're they're more engaged. And you know we like we just like to see our kids in the classroom setting, having yeah. to get up, being on being on a routine. You know, some of them some choose to do the online it's helpful for us because uh in the springtime when we're traveling so much they might not miss as much class and they can do some things on their own so i mean it definitely has a lot of positive impact uh, you know opportunities for some of our student athletes that are missed so much class anyway but again it just goes back to what kind of learner you are and what Mm -hmm. kind of you know how you need things and learn things differently from professors or online or whatever Right, right. That's so true. Well,
0: um, I'm just so grateful that you had some time to spend with me today. I really appreciate it. I'm glad my mom told you to.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Yep, you know, that's that definitely hasn't changed. But you know, I I am I'm blessed and thankful to have um, been up in Grand Prairie, and it will just always be very special place to me. And I get back there as often as I possibly can. As a matter of fact, I'll probably show back couple of weeks because my nephew told me I had to be at home for his birthday party so oh. we'll see you know there's I have straight now a lot of things I usually miss out on because of my softball season see
0: and now there's no excuse and he's like I'm totally getting
1: getting her to come back. yeah no you know eight hours and not an excuse for him so you know I got to figure out how to get home so
0: that's awesome well I just really appreciate it thank you again um and um Yeah, just good luck with the rest of all the season, and I really hope it, I really hope something changes where it can come back to a little bit of normal, at least a little bit. Yes,
1: I I think our normal is going to be a lot different, but it it doesn't necessarily mean it's going to be a bad thing, so I just Mm -hmm. hope and pray everybody will continue to stay healthy and do what they can, the controllable things, you know, so many things we can't control out there, but that people will just, you know, do the controllable things and what we need to do to stay safe and healthy and protect each each other, then hopefully we'll all come back to a better place. I I agree. I think we will. So Thank you you very much.
0: Bye. All right.
1: Bye-bye. Okay.